I was gonna clean my room until I got high. <laughs> I was gonna get up and find the broom, but then I got high. Hey, hey, hey. My room's still messed up, and I know why. Hey, hey, hey. Because I got high. <laughs> because I got high. Because I got high. La da 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 da. da. <laughs> I'm done. That's all I have. It's great. It's Jade's <laughs> hymn. That's like your hymn of the church. <laughs> yes, it is. And today is 4:20 technically as we record. Absolutely. Praise the Lord, nigga. Praise the praise the Lord, nigga. I know as that I this talk is about 4:20. This is your happy holiday. So happy holiday to you. Thank um, you and sis. we also have our an esteemed guest. Our colleague is here to join us for some rich discussion. Everyone, put your black hands together and welcome uh, our brother Dustin Ross to the kitchen table. Why don't you? Yes. <clears throat> Optimistic. <laughs> I was trying to sing like Ann Nesbitt. Hey, let me tell you something else just for y'all even get started in them comments. She said a steamed guest, not steam pressed. So don't get me <laughs> fucked up. Don't get it twisted, okay? Don't get it twisted. Don't misuse. <laughs> oh, we're going to have that kind of day. Oh, I love a it. Wang dang. A wang, wang dang doodle. Dang. I need it. A I need party, it. Hardy, hardy, hardy. We're going to have a high time in the Lord. How's everybody doing, man? Welcome to Getting Grown where we discuss the worst hood we've ever endeavored to live in adulthood. Mm -hmm. um, and we discuss the test of trials, the, the, the twist, the turns, the temptations and the taxes that you have until July 15th to file of being a real life adult <laughs> in the year of our Lord, 2020, no Barbara Walters. All right. Hey, Ooh, no, anybody. No Barbara. Walters. How are you all? I, you know, we are, it's, 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 it is what it is. We're just happy to be alive and well, and breathing clearly. Yep, that's it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My breath is not short. Everybody, thank God if your breath is still tall out this bitch. <laughs> yes. <Tall>. Hey! <laughs> no disrespect at all. We are praying for anyone who's impacted by this. Right, exactly. Um, so, hello, y'all. Yeah. yeah, so how are you, Dustin? Tell us how you're doing. Um, I'm chilling at the crib. I think we all pretty much doing about the same way. You know what I'm saying? I just, you know what I am. Instead of being negative and focusing on all this shit that everybody's tired of hearing about, let's talk about the positive. So the good thing about being on quarantine is that I've had so much time to focus in and hone on work. Mm -hmm. Creatively, you know, I feel like I'm just a, a vessel of, of um, just energy right now. And I, it's just really coming out. And so I'm so grateful for that. And also to really have the time to work on some things that I had kind of put on the back burner. <laughs> I can kind of move them to the front. So I'm very excited about that. Um, also talked about this a little bit on the friend zone, but I feel like it also has a home here on getting grown. Mm -hmm. This is the time to all the people if you have ever been told or felt like your food was nasty, listen. This is the time to get in the kitchen and sharpen your blade. That's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing open but the damn grocery store. <laughs> get in there. If your if your macaroni, it heard the macaroni soggy, the peas are mushy, and the chicken tastes like wood. <laughs> if that applies, now is the time to you know try to put all that back together. Listen. Okay. I mean, it's a time of trial and error. It's a time okay. for you God. to get in there and build. Now the science got your way into. Into delightful, delicious meals, and because I don't mind helping you with that. That's it. We got an in-house shizzle, mm -hmm. and Kia. What the song say? You got to sweep around whose front door? Your own. Thank you. Get the broom. <laughs> that must, Get the broom. That must be a gospel song because I have no clue. 
Tell the people how you're doing. Oh, you know, you know, I'm just grateful to be breathing. That's about it. <laughs> That's I'm okay. just gonna leave it right there. I'm not even gonna be negative. I'm putting on some deodorant right now. Know, Smell right? like lavender. Lavender. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of last night. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Where we, what's the run, Kia? What's the run, Kia? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, we're going to have a good time. All right. We're going to hang out with Dustin. Um, um, he's going to kick it with us this show. We're going to scoot over into the trash and then we're going to head over to the kitchen table because we're going to talk since we're all since we're all home and taking advantage of our uh, Wi-Fi and cable services. It, we're going to talk TV at the kitchen table with Dustin Ross. There's quite a few things um, in the area of programming that we have to mm-hmm. discuss and unpack. Um, and we're just excited to have Dustin here with his insights. All right. So we're going to scoot over to the trash and then we're yes. going to uh, move forward. With the rest of our program. Oh, let's do it. We're going to keep the trash brief since our kitchen table talk is also lots of TV pop culture mm-hmm. and things like that. So uh, quickly, some some um, some some nice things. The WNBA honored Gigi and her Mamba teammates as honorary 2020 draft picks. So I thought that was really nice. You know, that. We do. They continue to, you know, they continue to honor them, and I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, your orange asshole wants to reopen America. <sighs> I mean, just immune systems be damned. Okay, we just we starting are, with. <laughs> we don't have any. <laughs> we just have. We are just literally walking through this whole country by ourselves. We're just not being led. <laughs> no. We have no, we all finna be fluttering. looking like everybody finna look like Lot's wife by the time this all over. <laughs> <laughs> A reference I understand. Ooh, there you Jesus. go. <laughs> <laughs> we are just I don't even really like it's really something to to watch, you know, how people are just I I'm more fascinated by the amount of people who are in agreement, like people who are I'm not. Do you look at the people who are well, in agreement? That's true. <laughs> Did you guys? Let me tell you something. Go. I'm sorry. I didn't mm-hmm. mean to cut no, no, you no, off. No. I know it's three, not two today. No, I'm it's, so sorry. No need to apologize. But I was going to ask s- if you saw. Um, if you saw the the. I don't know how true it is, but they're saying that if you go to these protests or these rallies, that there's some sort of waiver that you have to sign that say that if you in fact get COVID, that you're like waiving healthcare or like you know like you can't be at the rally starting all this mess and then just uh um hey hey noah <laughs> say hi say hi 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 <laughs> oh hey noah <laughs> i just said hi to you <laughs> oh noah <laughs> all right go on with your life go go uh, 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 uh. go ASAP noah. please i'm working huh you can, yes, you can. No, go clean your room and then you can play. I, I already told you, go clean the room. Mommy! <laughs> Jay is. Spit it out! She can't come up with a lie that quick. She can. <laughs> um, I clear things out of the way. That's not cleaning up. But, Mommy. You know what? Honestly, I don't even care. Listen just to go. this real life parenting. Okay. Just go play. Go play. Just, just go play. Just go. Just close I'm my door. Not- that's right. Yes. <laughs> My girl, ambitious, <laughs> driven, focused, 
follow through she's execution. A communicator. She oh, I is. love it. She led with a rationale as to mm-hmm. why she wanted to play and what that was strategy, kids. honey. Strategy. Listen. I let her rock because you know I know I know how our parents raised us, and I let her rock <laughs> a little bit more and let her get her words out and things as long as she don't cross the line. So yes, we love to see it. I mean, but um, yeah. anyway, continue. So please. they were saying that I heard. I don't know if it's a rumor or not, but they were saying that essentially, if you out kicking up kicking up shit at the rally and then you catch the coronavirus, you're essentially waving. Your healthcare. healthcare. <laughs> you you saying well, good. it's fine. If I get the virus, I'm just gonna go home and 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 die. <laughs> there cannot be. This is for me, like personal preference, right? There could not be a well, uh, a, a more well curated group of people to assemble in a large group right now in these times of pandemic uh, than those people who would do something like that. I hope that they all have a group hug and do the swag surf. (laughs) Off beat. Off beat. I hope they kiss in the mouth. I hope they lick each other in the eyeballs. Like, I really do. Do it all. And I love how it's the people who scream, uh, you know, who scream when people were kneeling and whatnot. It's those people who... You know, they're like, oh, you don't support the troops. You're disrespectful. You're blah, blah, blah. Y'all don't give a fuck about humans, though, period. Y'all don't care about nobody. You don't care about the healthcare workers who are putting their lives at risk every day. Healthcare workers are dying all over the place and getting sick, and you all don't care. Straight like that. So we don't care about you. Everybody lick each other. <clears throat> I want you all to just do what you need to do. Bye, bitch. <laughs> we going to be at the house washing our hands and thinking on the cinnamon that's girls. it worrying that's about it. the cinnamon girls that's what we're going to be doing going to the supermarket and pricing your property <laughs> while you playing why these interest rates why these interest rates are low okay shoe fly <laughs> don't bother me okay so um two of those people on the young side of things got expelled from high school in Carrollton, georgia oh, i did see that for I'm sure everybody saw that for their racist TikTok. Yes, indeed. Uh, Did you see the response? Well, so so after they got expelled, old mm-hmm. girl turned to Jesus Christ and started posting her prayers and how the Lord had forgiven her and she was just praying for the world to forgive her as well. Um, and she was just going to focus on you know spreading the love <laughs> of God until mm-hmm. <laughs> until you, sure. you you blacks. Uh, you blacks called the college that she was recently admitted to and got that mm-hmm. uh, admission rescinded. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, then she went back to, I can't stand black people. You guys mm-hmm. are useless. So it was a, it's a, it's, she pivoted and then pivoted back. So <laughs> she did a full 360 and it's right Good. back to the racism that she started with. So, you know, it's fine. It's, she, she like to say nobody had daddies. None of us had yeah, fathers. Yeah, yeah. And now she's going to be the one greeting us when we enter the Walmart. So we'll see you soon, sis. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Bye, Tommy Lawrence. Right. Bye. Bye, Blue Vest. Right. Bye, Tiger King. Goodbye. Bye. It's a bad month for the word Carol. Carol Baskin. Oh. Carrollton. Carol. Oh, this is just Carol. That bitch Carol Baskin. That oh. bitch Carol Baskin. <laughs> then remember they did the montage. Carol Baskin, Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin, Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin, Carol Baskin. That's it for our trash, actually, right. uh, because all the other things we're going to discuss in the kitchen table talk. Amen. So, so let's move on to a very quick shout out. Okie doke. My sister's popping right now. Like. So our shout out this week is actually Michael Che. I wanted to shout Michael Che out because 
Michael Che lost his grandmother to COVID and um, he paid the he paid the rent of 160 people who lived in her NYCHA building. So I thought that was really nice. He was talking about how, you know, it's not fair that people who are living in public assistance, especially are expected to pay rent right now and pay to have shelter in a time like this. So he wanted to make sure everybody was set for the month. So he paid the rent for everybody who was in his grandmother's building. And I thought that was beautiful. So I wanted to shout him out this week. Shout out to you, Michael. I also saw that on the interwebs and retweeted it. This is the kind of things that we love to see. We love to see it. This is what we need. This is this is when the real niggas stand up. Absolutely. So shout out to shout out to all of you all. But shout out to Michael first, Che this first week. First responders, people who are, you know, neighbors doing things for elderly people, um, mm-hmm. you know, people with health issues, or even just being nice and and friendly to just anybody. Because these are these are the times. They're stressful times for us all. So shout out. Shout to out to everybody wearing masks, yes. gloves, not protesting. Right. All of you guys giving giving a damn about <laughs> yourself and other people. Thank you. (laughs) All right. To the table. Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to, not what your roommates or your neighbors or your child or your other is playing. So check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start at about half the price of other premium wireless brands, and they sound just as amazing. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are their best ones yet. With six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable, perfect for conference calls or binging podcasts, hint, hint. They're both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems to distract anyone. The company was co-founded by Ray J and other celebrities like Snoop, Cardi B, Melissa Etheridge, Brandy, J.R. Smith. All of them are obsessed with Raycon's. Pick up a pair and see what the hype is all about. Let me tell you all why Raycon is such a game changer for your girl. You all know that I'm moving around the kitchen all day, every day during this, right? We have, I have to prep for the family. And then on top of that, I've got to work on my content. My earbuds allow me to prep without my cord getting all stuck on handles of drawers and yanking me all back or snatching out of my phone. And I'm worried about if it broke something. They're the perfect thing to have in the house or when you have multiple people and we're all we're all inside right now this is where we need to be right so being able to have some earbuds so you can tune out the noise and have some space to yourself for a second Raycon earbuds are it now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash grown that's buyraycon.com slash grown for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds buy Raycon dot com slash grown all right gather your remote controls ladies and gentlemen we are going into tv land um and i don't really know where to start because there's just so much um i want to actually kind of if we can backtrack because i hadn't had a chance to re uh recount with my brother his thoughts or you jay really well we talked a little bit about it but jay we have to, i mean dustin let's let's quickly um get your thoughts on the clark sisters lifetime movie Okay, hey, you know, um, any anything in particular? Do you just want um, a, a take? I would just just we'll start with the take, and if I have if we have any mm-hmm. further questions, we can just expound from there. Okay, so first of all, I was much like um, Olivia's daddy in the color purple, baby Olivia. Mm-hmm. I was so pleased <laughs> with the color with uh, the Clark sisters <laughs> film. 
First Ladies of Gospel. Y'all know that I am from Flint, Michigan, and I also lived in downtown Detroit for many years. I've been in and out of Detroit, many family members there. So it was a bit of a um, personal experience for me to watch this film. Um, getting people in the gospel music industry to open up about their quote-unquote business in general is a huge feat, um, especially women of a certain age, men of a certain age, black gospel people of a certain age. So the fact that the Clark sisters opened the door and let us peek in that much, I feel like we as an audience were blessed and high. <laughs> okay? Um, so it was good. The singing was all good. The performances were good, especially on Janae Ellis, oh my who played no games None. as Dr. Maddie Moss Clark. That's a performance that is going to be um, basically it turned this film into a cult classic because there's a group of black people who this film will continue to recycle mm -hmm. through their family for generations and generations as something that we value. Um, it's automatically entered into the league of great black films and coveted black films mm -hmm. that we watch and respect. So I'm, I was so pleased. What did I laugh at? Every <laughs> single one of Dr. Matty Moss's lines. <laughs> and one of my favorite, and also honorable mention, Jackie, whose name is spelled J-A-C-K-Y. <laughs> so I feel like you're supposed to say it hard and direct like that. Jackie. Jackie. <laughs> J-A-C-K-Y. So Jackie had some lines, too, in the film, especially when they were in the kitchen uh, berating, uh, berating, yeah. okay, mm -hmm. Twinkie, for her stupid behind getting that Lincoln. And if there's ever been a stinking Lincoln, that was the one. But when they were berating her and Twinkie and uh, Jack Jackie said, see, that's why I kept my nursing, nursing job. job. <laughs> messing around with Twinkie. When she said messing around with Twinkie. <laughs> She said, I'm always going to get a check. Okay. <laughs> That's it, Jackie. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yes, we love to see it. Um, I th My favorite line is uh, outside of Dr. Dr. Clark's funeral with Karen got, got, with got <laughs> Denise. And she, have you lost your mind? <laughs> have you lost your mind? That was really mm -hmm. the part where that blessed me uh, very much. So uh, we love to see it. We talked about it. It's really, It was really... As a church kid, it was lots of nostalgia. I think we there's lots of, you know, I've, I've seen us unpack lots of commentary and all the think pieces about all of the trauma and things that are related with the church and things like that. All that yeah, stuff Yeah, but we is don't true. care about right? all that. All that stuff we is true. We watching the Clark Sisters. Right, but this yeah. we, I mean, just for what it is, um, the Clark Sisters is, is definitely one of the first uh, gospel groups to really cross over into mainstream and really garner that respect of both worlds and they are uh, well beyond deserving of a biopic so it was just a good time. Um, also interestingly enough um, Kiera Sheard is the actor who portrayed her mom Karen and she mm -hmm. delivered that line that you just yes. referenced about have you lost your mind you lost your and mind? interestingly enough she lost hers this week uh -huh. um, I knew this was she, 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 did. Yeah. she did I hope I'm not jumping ahead no, no, too no. far but she definitely um, did an interview with Jason Lee of Hollywood Unlocked and she he asked her if she felt that the gay community, quote unquote, and you can populate that umbrella as you wish. But she he asked her if the gay community should forgive Kim Burrell. We all know Kim Burrell. We all know her works <laughs> and we know what she's done and said. And so um, she said, Kiera responded that, yes, she feels the gay community should 
forgive Kim Burrell because look at the people around her. There's like there's there's gay people that do her hair and makeup oh, and nails cheeky. and and nah. uh, wipe her ass and uh, blow her nose oh, and every clip her toenails. And she said that that means there must be some sort of love there. Cheeky. She said and 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 also you know we have to consider that she was speaking to the people in her church. She said and that's just like if my mama tells me something in my house, that's for our house, not for the world outside. And mm. since gay people, then this is really the um, kicker. I've had never seen such miscellaneous conversation in my life but she or such a miscellaneous take i should say she also said uh, well the gay community they have a way for equality too and that equality means love and forgiveness mm. <clears throat> okay so I knew I did not watch the interview, but when I saw a link, it came across my timeline on Twitter and I knew immediately before pressing the link, before pressing play, I knew I said, Kiki, I knew that that was going to happen. And I Kiki walked right into that. Um, and I knew she was going to not be able to, I knew she was going to answer the question. I knew she was going to get that question from Jason Lee. And I knew that she was going to answer it just like that. So none of this is surprising to me. Um, it's just stupid. It is. I mean, but for I someone who's releasing an album that same week it was, and who's coming off the heels of things, a wildly successful movie, like, what are you doing, Kiera? Furthermore, you're from Detroit. I just told y'all where I'm from. I know what you've seen. I know what you've been exposed to. I also, like I said, I'm from there, so I know the talk surrounding your entire family. My Lord okay, today. so so this is just not the best thing for you to say in that space. And while I don't think that Kiara Sheard is a bad person by any means, because I actually love her voice and her music, mm -hmm. I think that this is an ass whipping that she needs because <laughs> she needs to learn a lesson from this. You can't rest on the laurels of. Uh, and, and assumed respect or an assumed reverence because of your holiness. Mm -hmm. People don't give a damn about that unless they give a damn about that. Right. They will get your ass right where you need to be. And this is the wake up call and the shake up call Agreed. that she needs. So Agreed. And well, uh, it came. I came. In, it was a very. It was very timely. I agree with you, Dustin. I think that, that this is this is conversation that lots of people in Kiki's position and others other similar spaces. They try to shirk. Yes. They try to talk around this. They don't want to get at it and directly, you know, say say what they say. You know what I'm saying? Say what they mean, mm -hmm. mean what they say, or and take responsibility for their words and actions. So I do feel like these kinds of kind of call out and come to Jesus moments um, are proved to be valuable and rich learning experiences for for um, the church babies. Amen. There's one more important point that I think we need to make for context purposes for listeners who may be new to certain parts of this story. Mm -hmm. um, the the disdain that the quote unquote gay community, which we ain't even gonna get started on that, but the fact that they that um, the gay community has a disdain for Kim um, Burrell is not something that is rooted in a frivolous right. um, slip of the tongue or something that is you know it's very um, common today for people to take things kind of to the extreme when it comes to policing language and things mm -hmm. like that. And although that harshness is necessary because of that's how much mm -hmm. unlearning and reworking we have to do, it can be a bit burdensome when people have good intentions. And I understand that, mm -hmm. but this is not a scenario where Kim Burrell was victim to 
or not victim to, but where she was connected to anything extreme in that nature. She is the one who displayed the things of extreme nature in her speech. Agreed. We're talking about a person who has literally said in um, sermon that, you know, uh, when she names qualities that, or I shouldn't say qualities, when she names um, character traits that her mate or Jesus or whoever she's speaking to does not have, she literally says, he ain't crazy, he ain't gay, he ain't violent. Then she literally stands in the pulpit and says, uh, she 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 uh, blows off the quote unquote LGBT and says she don't know what that means. For all she knows, mm. that means let God be true quickly. Mm. She speaks. I'm sorry. So, what she made an acronym? Yeah, up? She made yeah, an acronym let God up. be true quickly, <laughs> which is hilarious. But she wasn't trying to be funny. She was trying to be nasty. Oh, I know she was. So I just want people to understand that. And those are just two very surface level um, examples. If anyone needs further points of reference, all you Google is your friend, and it's all there laid out plainly, plainly. for everyone to see her views. And that's why she keep falling. God will take your knees <laughs> when you come at the gay people. <laughs> there's just a lot there's just a lot a lot that we have to do and i'm so glad that you said that uh with um in terms of like the unlearning um and and just kind of the basic fundamentals of having productive conversation um about anything so i think i think that that you know there's a lot that that we have to learn and unlearn about this so uh shout out to kiki um good luck to her uh even though you know even though <laughs> hopefully she learned her lesson. Hopefully she took she got the takeaway that she needed to. She needed. I have not quite. I don't know. I haven't been paying attention all that much. Uh, but I don't know if the if the if the people have been dragging her. Um, yeah, have, we have. Okay. <laughs> 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 have you lost your mind? <laughs> I said, have you lost yours, Kiki? I said, and while you're talking about forgiveness, since we sharing, My y'all need to God. forgive Denise. There's so much there because you know, I mean. You know, anyway, you anyway. know, you know, being um, from that area that I don't even know if the if the movie, the movie that absolutely captures that that divide in that family. But it Ooh, runs so deep and it is literally decades old um, and it's unresolved to this day. Yeah. Which I and now also generations. This deep. is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it is to me that was one of the things that I was kind of uncomfortable with not in mm-hmm. the I was uncomfortable with uh because I felt like what would it what what must have been like for someone like Kiara to who plays her mom mm-hmm. to uh kind of be in that in that dynamic right to like quote unquote interact right or right like with, play, a, with an auntie she don't have a relationship exactly with. like I felt like what mm-hmm. that must what that must do for a family dynamic off screen right so we understand it for the purposes of the movie but like you know how if if I had to be my mom if I had to literally play out my mama's beef with her sibling what would that do for my relationship with those siblings with with, with my aunts and uncles so I mean it's just a lot there but again that and, and and if i played my mother just scenes like you know yeah if i had to with my father yeah, i just i, mean, I don't know how it just i don't know how i feel about that that's just me personally <laughs> but you know i don't know how i would feel doing that okay <laughs> where there's so much there's so many places for us to go so i'm going to segue um into a slightly different direction but still singing mass singer the mass singer y'all been keeping up with the mass singer <laughs> Only the Night Angels performances. Only the Night Angels performances. And I just wonder, like this season, I don't know. I don't feel like we have had the heavy hitters that we've had in prior seasons. I think that's why I fell off a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So Uh, 
I mean, we've had, I mean, some people we had, we've had like, you know, we know Shaka and Dion mm-hmm. are going on to be with the Lord, but, um, <laughs> but, um, I'm talking about of the remaining characters. It's really something when Candy Burris is leading the pack, it's, but as a vocal. Shout out to Candy. I mean, shout out to Flying above. Some of the some of the choices that she's been given, some of the song choices, she really has done well with. Agreed. I think she did good with Shout. Agreed. I think she did good with um let me think what was it? She just sang it the other week. Was it the Blondie song or it was something she sang, but it was good. Oh, so is it Shania Twain? <laughs> yes, I was gonna give her I was gonna say that one because that I enjoyed that. Um left a few a few moments in that where I kinda was like, uh, but but yeah. for the most part. Um, I enjoyed uh, oh, 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 totally Scotch short skirts. I wanted it freer to feel the way I feel. I like a shout was amazing. The first mm-hmm. her first performance. Oh, million reasons by Gaga. Mm-hmm. Candy laid that. Did. Did. Candy oh, laid that did. to rest. Did, Candy did. did her thing on Million Reasons by Lady Gaga. She did. And it was so funny, Kia and Jade, is that her posturing and gesturing is so Candy Burris when she's in that costume. <laughs> it is. The so way she stands know. at her, 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 everything about yeah. her, including her voice, it's, is so Candy <laughs> Burris. So, it's literally unmistakable. Um, how did you feel about Jordan Woods in The Kangaroo? <laughs> that's who that was yes and she announced recently via social media that she's going to be releasing a project by the end of the year that's why she was talking about all them hardships and all this this and this that i was like who the hell is this i thought it was iggy azalea <laughs> i didn't know who the hell that was i for a moment thought it was jordan sparks for a brief moment I thought it was Jumpman Twenty Three, but the point <laughs> is, like, I, like you know, uh, if she's gonna do it, do it. I say, Jordan, you didn't sound bad enough for me to immediately say, you know, hell no, yeah. she's lost her mind. And there's so many people in the music space who I think she probably is a better vocalist than, mm-hmm. with the right training, with the right, and she will have access to the right production teams because of her profile. So I say, come on, let me see. Come on, Jordan. Let's see what you got. Come on. Get, get, get. Give me what you got. <laughs> okay. So let me ask you this. Who do you think is a frog? Because everyone keeps saying it's Bow Wow. I don't know that I believe that Shad Moss can sing. I haven't watched any of the performances outside of the Night Angel and one of the Kangaroos. Okay. Well, then we will. Um, so I'm so sorry. I wish I could it's opine, fine. but. It's fine. If it, if they think it's Bow Wow, it ain't him because he lied about everything anyway. So he's probably <laughs> sure lying about that does. too. Agree. Uh, I kind of feel like it's Alfonso Ribeiro. I think it's Carlton, but um, oh. but we can we can. It comes on this week. Last week, and did, he could actually sing. Yes. Alfonso Ribeiro. They did like a single. They did a sing along this past week where we could like they had like the you know bouncing head and the lyrics, which was a waste. Mm-hmm. But um. Mm-hmm. I was like, come on, get to it. Get one of them out of here. But, um, right. but uh, you know, hopefully this week they kick somebody off. Okay, we'll skate right on into um, um, Insecure. Did you guys watch Insecure? Mm. Yes. yes. I did. There's one I can chime in All on. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, I just want to say that I am enjoying TSA Bay. I just, I just... TSA Bay TSA is a treat Bay and a joy. Is a gift. He just with a booty button. He just with keeps booty button. on giving. The booty button. I just keeps on giving. It just keeps on giving. 
I think my my biggest takeaway from that is I was trying to figure out, and this I I have no there's no shame with ass play. I don't care, <laughs> but I I just was trying to figure out the logistics, <laughs> right? Of, because <laughs> the reach around you know, TSA Bay is not you know, and that's I'm not shaming. I'm just like you know a big I boy. Mean, I can appreciate it. Let me I was tell you trying something. to figure out the logistics of a missionary and a you know. I didn't hurt of your arms being too short to box with God. <laughs> but I think we got a new marker, y'all. Lisa's <laughs> arms are long enough, okay? Her arms okay. are not too short to push the booty button, okay? Stretch Armstrong, the Incredibles ass. You gotta... <laughs> she had to inspect the gadget old arm out right okay, there. Slanky dog arms. Hell yeah. Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> we love to see it. We love to see it. Okay, TSA babe. Just jump right in, guys. Condola and Lawrence. I mean Condola and Issa's budding friendship. Do we have thoughts so, about that? I, I appreciate the fact of how, you know, how they were able to kind of get past that awkward moment and Issa just kind of came out with it and she was like, I don't want things to be weird with us. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they should end their friendship just because of that neither one of them have done anything wrong agreed and you all are working well together so it doesn't make any sense for you to cut ties just because you know an unforeseen circumstance has entered because niggas come and go I, condola and lawrence ain't married with a, with a family agreed and i feel like it can work if they maintain um sort of like a, a collegial kind of professional based <laughs> relationship even though i feel like they are venturing into um you know that's my sis territory. Um, mm -hmm. But um, I think, yeah, I agree. I, but with that being said, I agree that I think that, you know, the bag is secure as far as the block party and they have this good working relationship. Um, mm -hmm. And I see that it doesn't bother anybody, but I, I could also see how Lawrence would feel, would be concerned. Yeah, I can. No, well, I can. I definitely see how he's concerned. You know what I'm saying? And he was trying to find the most diplomatic way to handle it. He's like, I care about Issa, so I'm not trying to come out of, right. you know, come out of pocket with her and be like, you know, stay the fuck out, to keep my name out your mouth. He's like, but at the same time, I can understand how it's weird for him. So he was trying to figure out the best way to handle that. Um, I do foresee a, a fuck in the future. Between Issa and Lawrence? Yes, I, I do I, see. I, I, I it, it wouldn't be insecure if that didn't happen. No, nah, it happens. I, I also see her so. being pregnant and not figure and not being able to figure out who the daddy is. Ooh, because when that condom went missing, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, my gracious." Um, so here, I, I think Issa need to beat Condola ass. Really? You know what I'm saying? Yes, whoop her ass just oh off GP because it's just too close for comfort. That's an automatic fight. And what? you know that energy, like y'all, you just gotta beat her ass Ooh, and get her away Jesus. from me after the block party. Before all that, but I will say this though: in all seriousness, in adult life, I met somebody who dated my ex, mm -hmm. and we cool. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and, and not only that, I think it's easy for us to be cool because number one, that was not in any way kind of like in the same way that Issa and Condola ran across each other. Like it was not in, in any way. It wasn't a part of the puzzle as far as our connection or us meeting. Beyond all that, the motherfucker is super duper cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened that like that was one of the things that we ended up learning that we had in common. And it was so funny because that's just it. And I, I just told him, I was like, I just want you to know like I, this has nothing to do with that. And I don't feel like we ever need to talk about that person like whatsoever. We literally don't ever bring it up. And there's never been a moment where I've had to stifle the desire to bring the person up. Right. It just literally don't exist. So that's just, 
it just so happens that you know that is something that we share in common. It works. <laughs> that that I have a um <laughs> I I have an ex boyfriend from when I was like seventeen. That's so your mm-hmm. your children then that don't count. And there was a a friend of mine. We were all friends at the time, but obviously he and I were a couple. And she and him ended up getting married years and years and years down the line, had a family, all of that. And me, we're still cool to this day. You know what I'm saying? We don't have any. I'm like, I was a child then. We're grown now. Like, why am I going? I don't have a grudge against that. That doesn't make any sense. And the only thing, my Issa Condola moment, I guess, which we've never had any awkwardness. But it was one time we were on the phone recently and they've got like a nine year old. So it was one time we were on the phone recently and I was like, did you tell uh did you tell your child and she can't had the child come in introduce himself to me over the FaceTime. She was like, This is mommy's friend, blah, 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 blah. I said, Did you tell him that's daddy's ex-girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> but we laugh about it. You know what I'm it saying? It would be you. It would be you. We laugh about it. We just and we cracked up and then that was it. It was a joke. I didn't expect her to really tell him that. But you know, I don't <laughs> think it's that big of a deal, honestly. It ain't it ain't it ain't no tea, it ain't no shade. But Issa still love Lawrence. And she should because Lawrence is a good man and they're good for each other. So she needs to whoop Condola ass to kind of really <laughs> to, to, to definitely like sever the ties of the of the relationship. Like they need a reason to absolutely, they got a reason to hate each other, but they need something that reads on paper. Mm-hmm. So they need to fight. You need to just, you need to pull her hair and beat her ass. That's what you need to do. That's it. So That's it. do you think that Molly is, is rightfully uh leery or is molly just hating i think molly is hating because i think molly is a hater agreed molly is a hater who happens to be right about this one <laughs> this that's is, what it it's is all, it's all coincidence yeah okay i don't i don't know i don't get bad vibes from condola i, I yes, see you her do. No, <laughs> why are you, why are you so pressed to hate condola <laughs> i don't know because condola need to go in a gondola <laughs> shut up dustin <laughs> i feel like okay so i i just i'm just not in the space where i don't put anything past anyone and i feel like insecure is, has gotten us before with with the true with this plot twist so i true it would be interesting to me if you know somehow some way uh you know we get to see a side of condola um that that we've not yet seen um i wouldn't be surprised because people surprise you every day with their bullshit but i also initially i don't get the i don't get those i don't get nasty vibes from her you know what i'm saying i don't get messy vibes from her she seems like she's also awkwardly trying to handle the situation the best way and i think they're both confused and it's like it's a situation that nobody really expected them to be that they didn't expect to be in fair but chad was right fuck all that because the weekend trip came up from condola when they was walking down the street same what you doing this weekend Mm -hmm. bitch you know i used to go with lawrence why would you even tell me you was going out of town (laughs) or even or even steer the conversation in a direction that would go there fuck you condola you with your dirty (laughs) ass it's 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 there's potential there and you know how some women don't miss an occasion like you know what I'm saying, some women get get a rise. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like it really just gives it really says it makes it lip lip gloss pop when they feel mm-hmm. like, you know, oh, I'm fucking your nigga. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I could totally see Condola at some point hitting Doing Issa, that. Hitting Issa mm-hmm. with the um, oh, so you was, but I am and like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I don't the only thing that gave me a bit of a red flag, like a teeny, teeny one, maybe like slightly orange terracotta <laughs> um, was when she said, 
oh, she said she was going out of town. She goes, oh, I'm sorry. Is that weird for you? See? Beat her ass. That was the only thing. That was the only thing. But then it also could be the same thing when Issa was talking about Lawrence and the mayonnaise and the french fries, where it's like, I'm just... This is my life, and I'm not. I can't hide parts of it if we're going to be friends. That was payback. But Issa, East, <laughs> let's not forget that Condola left Issa's um the mixer and went straight to the house and didn't say nothing. I felt that that was that had some like you know vindication. Thank on you. It. Like she, thank you. She, she she literally like I'm getting ready to go over here and wear this nigga out just because I can. Like I just I felt like that had some of that on it. Um, so many okay. reasons to whoop her ass. <laughs> like so many reasons. Chad was right though. Chad said you don't he said you should have he said if you're gonna take somebody home from the baby shower, it needs to be the caterer. The caterer. <laughs> for the not culture, the Jay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm not going home I with love, Lawrence and I his new white wife. He, but his, uh, he's so problematic, but he he gives me my laugh and things. Every episode oh my gosh i was i was glad to see him when he came on the screen i was like yes <laughs> getting like, thick i'm full now i'm full he's like i'm carb loading i'm carb loading <laughs> <laughs> yes but molly is a hater um and i'm i mean i feel like it's just becoming more and more apparent as like with every episode like she i sincerely dislike molly sincerely i feel like i'd be trying to like molly but she makes it very challenging for me to do so I'm. I sincerely don't. And her 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 bronzer this season is quite orange, <laughs> and I'm not even a makeup girl like that. It is stressing me out. I was like, well, this looks like 2007. Oh. There's a lot, a lot of orange bronzer here, and she just she gets on my nerves. She's everything about her gets on my nerves. The way she talks to people is crazy. She don't. She just don't know how to interact. She don't know how to communicate. She's shady. I don't know. Molly irritates me. Agreed. I hate to keep talking about violence, but I believe if I was Issa, I would have been just like Trinidad James, because you know what I would have did? Popped a Molly and been sweating. I would have hit Molly and started sweating from kicking her ass. First of all, first of all, Issa and Molly both are way too judgmental of each other to be friends, and that energy just don't have no space in our friendship. They're poor whatsoever. communicators. Even if they have, That's what it is. if they have feedback for mm. one another, they just kind of throw insults at each other, and it's not a mm. way. Like, I want you to keep it real with me if you have feelings, but don't don't disregard if you have feelings or thoughts about me and my life, but offer mm-hmm. them to me in a way. Um, that that says that you acknowledge that these are just your thoughts and feelings and opinions and regardless of what i do you know what i'm saying you still love me or you still give a damn about me you still want me to win and i think mm-hmm. that that's what's missing in both of the interactions i feel like more so on molly Issa is just mm-hmm. Issa is i think just, it's reactionary yes and i also feel like Issa's character is very much like oh I don't know. Like she's, I can see her mm-hmm. clumsily. It's very reactionary, reactionary, and I don't feel like she is maliciously and intentionally trying to get Molly together more than it's just her kind of, you know, reacting. And I don't like think Molly is malicious towards Issa, but I do think that she, she, no, she does. She throws stings. She does. She throws jabs, which is not okay in friendship. She throws jabs at Issa, and I think Issa's reactions to her and her jabs back are because of a reaction of how Molly treats her. Molly is the kind of friend that only wants to be your friend when they're doing better than you. That's what I said. That's what I was talking <laughs> about last week. I'm sorry. Nene Lee. <laughs> mm. think we getting there. But what you you was gonna say something. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Did I? I think I did. Mm-mm. No, okay. Um, so yes, insecure. Um, 
We gonna see. Kelly, I hope Kelly, I hope Kelly finds what she was looking for this season. Yeah, we love Kelly. We want Kelly to find what she's looking for. And she's so funny. I do. Okay, so the Molly and um, what's to have this baby if she gonna have it? Jesus Christ. Well, I hope she has the baby and then she leaves the show. What um, <laughs> what? Because <laughs> she's she's. I'm ready for her to go. She works my nerves. What did you feel about the Molly and the uh, uh, young men <laughs> situation? Young men. I, Young man, I don't know his name. <laughs> she went through way too much. That nigga ain't even lit like that. This is what you I say. What I don't see it. I don't see it. Now that Valentino denim jacket he had on, I'll take mm, it. No, that was but nice. As far as like him, you know what I'm saying? Nah, dog. Like for what? This whole uh, his jaw shaped like the teacups at uh, <laughs> fucking Disney World. I'm straight. I'm good. I think he's a handsome young man. Mm-mm. He has his Mm-mm. moments. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, I think I don't know. I think I'm. I don't. I, I agree. I don't. I'm not invested in him enough to really care about their dynamic. I will say that it to me their interactions give desperation. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I think Molly just wants to be chose so bad. And she by Susan Boyle. And <laughs> she has been. That's who he look like. She has been. She has wanted to be chose for so long. I just feel like she's unhappy and unfulfilled. And <laughs> I don't know. It's hard for me to kind of like. I don't know. I. What are, What were your thoughts? Is? Um, I thought that I think that you need to allow people space. I thought she pressed too hard when he was like, "I'm not. I'm not in the place where I feel like talking about my family. It's a bit of a triggering thing for me." I felt like she pressed too hard. At that point, you need to respect somebody's space. And when they're ready to open up to you, you let them know the door is open, but you don't press them for it. Yeah. And she was pressing them for it. And I appreciated the fact that he reflected on it and came back later and was like, listen, I know I got in my feelings. I apologize for the way that I reacted. That's a triggering thing for me. I thought that was healthy communication. Yeah. And so, Even after her food was nasty. Listen, that root, that gumbo, it was too salty. It was too salty. And somebody said it on Twitter. They were like, and she needs to stop using Tony's and you slap your mama because that's Where part of the, the problem. Where is the Too much salt. Too oh, much salt. yeah. I got too much salt. Hey. But yes, um, Insecure. I think that's all I have for Insecure. I think that was it. It was yeah. so fast this it was season. And this, fast. Oh, and Molly and the co-worker. Oh, honey. He's through with her. To, to, what's his name? Torian. 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 Torian, he is he's he's not really feeling her. I did not understand though that when she apologized to him, that was the one time where I said, Okay, this is Molly in some straightforward communication. She said what she meant. She wasn't, you know, she wasn't shady with it or anything like that. She was like, she took accountability. And I don't know what that reaction was with him walking out the room. Like I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't have taken too kindly to that. I think uh, Molly be biting off more than she can chew. Like sometimes she wants to be, she wants to be the 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 go getter, the shark professionally, the person who's just out here. Absolutely. Um, and she she wants to be like you know like Torian. Like Torian is the kind of guy just like I'm gonna do me and all these relationships be damned. Molly wants to, to play that game, but she can't handle it because I don't like she wants she wants everybody to like her as well. She acknowledges she went behind his back. And I, I think that was that was cool because that was true. But again, you cannot expect people to accept your p- apology because you're ready to give it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I ain't feeling that's no also that so, there is also that. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's, just, it's another way. And I also see maybe just because this is how I see Molly. Like I saw this like her. I think his acceptance of her or his rejection 
um, just kind of triggered her rejection issues. It's like, you know, she just wants people to like her, especially guys. So she wouldn't be as bothered. She might not have been as bothered if, if it was a female coworker that she kind of railroaded and ran over um, and mm-hmm. was treating her shady. Um, but the fact that this man is has been, you know, not really feeling her, that's, you know, she was trying to make that right. Agreed. And it wasn't even worth it. <laughs> it was not a thing. So that jacket was, though. That jacket was. It was yeah, the way he picked that fine. thing up when he stormed out that apartment, that's the first thing I looked at was that jacket. He looks good in his clothes. Um, Speaking of looking good in their clothes, let's head on over to the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, <laughs> where we, the finale, this, this episode, the finale focused mainly on... Uh, Todd and Candy's baby shower for baby Blaze. Um, and I don't even know really where to start. Uh, because I think I, I want to get, I know where I want to get to, but I'm trying to figure out where I want to begin. So, okay, let's start. It seems like Portia has turned um, against Kenya. So, like, up until this point, <sighs> it seemed like Kenya and Portia were budding, like, a relationship. They had made their peace. Since, you know, Portia drug her across that floor <laughs> and, you know, they connected over having babies around the same time and, you know, had like lunch and dinner and all these other things, you know, throughout the season and they were making nice. But it seems like after Greece, Portia, um, you know, started seeing Kenya in a different a different light. Uh, I think the kenya rudeness got a little bit too close to home for portia when they were at portia's march of dimes event um i think that greece kind of i I think that what we saw that kind of impacted um our perspective was the confessionals related to the greece trip and we got a chance to see what kenya said about nini and portia's reconciliation or faux reconciliation Mm -hmm. and so um i think that that i but i think the real shift where Portia just start, decided that it was something she had to address in conversation took place at the March of Dimes event when Kenya alluded to, um, you know, uh, t- speaking with Shamia Morton over the phone about her water breaking or something like that. So that's where all the um, that's where the change took place. I believe in their friendship. Well, okay, so Dustin, you know, you you know that I dabble in and out of the housewives. Mm-hmm. So, 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 give me a one forty or two eighty or however many characters they give niggas now. Give me a, what's what's happening right now because I know that I don't like Kenya. You know, I don't have no problem with Candy. Portia gets on my nerves. Um, I Eva has seemed useless from what I've seen. So, and I Nini is just evil. So I'm not sure what's going on. Catch me up. Okay, so basically. Eva is here. People feel like Eve. So I'm going to tell you why you probably have those perspectives. I think that's how I catch you up. Mm-hmm. You probably think that Eva's useless because this is Eva's second season as a peach holder, mm-hmm. third season as a part of this group because her first season she was there as a friend of the cast. Okay. Um, but both seasons that she's been a full-time peach holder, she's been pregnant. So we haven't had a chance to see Eva okay. really engage in a manner with the ladies where her actions would be memorable or she would have enough of an impact because she's too busy in the focusing conversation. on her, being in right utero. she's been pregnant so like she couldn't attend the group trip things like that mm-hmm. um now however she is so there never was really any static between her and anyone um blatantly during the season but all of her drama has taken place off camera and okay. it spilled its way back onto camera via what instagram so <laughs> 
Mm, okay. So that's what's up with her. Long story short, to catch you up on the drama between her and Nene, um, out of the blue, Nene just started speaking really negatively about Eva, of course. suggesting that she be fired, saying things like she ain't doing nothing but having babies on Bravo's dime. She don't bring nothing to the show. You ain't did nothing all season. Now you want to argue with me. Mind you, Eva had never, ever said a word about Nene in her press interviews in a negative light. In fact, she had just finished the interview on the Wendy Williams show, you know, Nene's best friend that uh, refuses to film with her, will only contribute to the show via a phone call, and the camera has to zoom in on the phone where it says Wendy Williams, and then she talks on speakerphone. So what kind of friend is that? But anyway. Um, <laughs> Wendy really don't want no parts, and it's very interesting. She don't. But Eva just did an interview on the Wendy Williams show where Wendy asked her something about Nene and Eva was overwhelmingly positive in her response and what she in her remarks. Mm -hmm. So this this um, negative energy from Nene, this smoke per se that energies have for Eva has just came out of completely out of left field. Um, and it's like she's just latching on to some sort of conflict. And so now Eva's been eating her ass up in her um, press interviews and in her interview with um, Ricky Smiley and all of her re most recent interviews. Didn't she recently do Candy's... Um Candy speak, speak on it! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had an opportunity to catch that. Let's, let's scoot on over to Kenya before we do that. Let's talk a little bit about Candy and Todd and their and their uh, drama because I see things on the blogs, uh, air mm -hmm. quotes, blogs. about, about um, you know, them kind of navigating this, you know, rough patch in their relationship as it relates to um, Candy working and Todd, um, you know, thinking that she needs to be more visible and more present with her family. Um, do y'all really, do y'all think, have you heard, Dustin, is there any truth to these, like, rumors that they're not doing well, that they're d divorcing or divorced or thinking about no, it? No, absolutely not. What happened is Candy, as she's done since she's been on the show, she showed a very personal conversation, actually two mm -hmm. um, very personal conversations between herself and Todd, one, one of which took place in front of a therapist, one of which was just her and Todd. And Todd being who he is, he was just completely unfiltered in um, him telling her how he felt about her schedule and her not being around. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, I felt like his take was a little unfair. My perspective is a little biased because I keep up with Candy's YouTube channel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And her and Todd have a series of videos on her channel where they kind of talk about their relationship and talk their way through certain issues and um, kind of share things with the audience in relation to their a relationship and I can literally see in these videos in these conversations Candy doing the work in their relationship mm -hmm. to keep things peaceful to make sure that Todd has an opportunity to have a voice in his in their relationship to make sure that his feelings are acknowledged accounted for uh, mm -hmm. make sure that she is solution based and you know her presence in their marriage right. I see it and then I also see him completely aloof to all of that, mm -hmm. not doing any work and, and just, I mean, Kia, Jade, like answering questions um, by, by just completely twisting the conversation. I've just never seen, I can't say I've never seen anything like it cause I actually have. And that's how I know what it is, mm -hmm. but I, it's just, it, he's in He's virtually impossible at times. So Candy, I actually applaud her. She works hard to remain humble and to remain, to keep their partnership even 
He might have a little bit of a complex. Does he have a little bit of a complex? You know, um, I'm I'm trying to be good on y'all's here episode because I'm trying to be good on this on our here episode. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm coming up short. (laughs) Okay, so he has a teeny bit of a complex. Just a little bit. Okay, (laughs) a short one. How about Mama Joyce not showing up to the to the baby shower? <laughs> that um, Billy Goat Gruff evil <laughs> troll. <laughs> you so, can't cross I mean, the meadow and eat no grass. I don't really know that I understand or understood like what the beef was about. Um, like what what I thought that Mama Joyce and Ty were doing good, but <laughs> they are doing good okay. now that the baby has been born. Okay, we've all seen the interviews where Mama Joyce. Has said that you know the baby blaze is here and she gonna blaze a trail of glory in our family <laughs> and you know she's been saying all that and she's been getting along with Todd recently I but it. I guess this was a hiccup they had before and you know who knows what happened I think that Todd has got I think that Todd has gotten quite comfortable in their family as he should they've been married for quite some time now and you know it is what it is but um, I just think Todd's gotten comfortable and kind of has stopped being likable and agreeable almost it's almost like he's just even like how um candy was saying um on recent episodes and in her videos on her youtube channel that she was upset with todd over his treatment of his daughter kayla candy said has said multiple times actually that she feels like kayla should have more have more money have more things have more benefits from her and todd's um wealth And she said that she doesn't agree with Todd getting upset with his daughter, Kayla, and not talking to her for months or weeks at a time. There's literally been months that they've gone without speaking because they've had a disagreement. Candy also said that that was not going to work with their two little ones, talking about Ace and Blaze. You know, he's not going to be able to just check out of the relationship with them because he's mad at them. That's so, a, and that's a triggering thing. Like you yeah. see how somebody deals with they, how they deal with their oldest child. You don't want that for your for your other children. And Mm-mm. you know how a person how a person treats their child speaks a lot about them. I think you know that's more than fair. I don't think mm-hmm. that I, I agree with Candy. I think, and I understand, like, you know, I don't know what it's like to be a father, but I do know what it's like to be a daughter. So um, I think that, and, and I mean, we we all know, given what we've seen of Todd's relationship with his with his daughter, like, I don't know the, mm-hmm. that they're, that they've had a lot of time to really cultivate a space of closeness. Um and I think that there's more that he could do um, if he if he really wanted that, if that was his goal, I, if that was his goal, if that's something that he wanted. But I feel like he really takes this like, you know, um, tough love. Like, I'm only going to meet her as where I'm going to meet her, not even halfway. Like, I just he's and I, I think he could definitely do more, too. And I, and I'm not even going to give him um any benefit of saying that they actually had a short time of getting to know each other. He came into her life, I think, when she was five or six short years time. old. Mm. And right, Jade. And um Candy has only been in the girl's life for how long? How long her time been married? What, six years? Right. They've been dating what, eight, something like that. Mm-hmm. And did you see in that scene this week when Candy was talking to Kayla at the at their home, 
Candy's way and her manner as she was speaking with her gentle right. loving mm-hmm. letting her know like you don't ever have to move but I know you probably want your own space and how is New York you excited well you don't have to be there if you don't like it you always welcome here and Kayla's face was bright she was more alert alive and present in that conversation than I think I've ever seen her be on camera on this show Absolutely. so Candy is nailing it she has mm-hmm. she has said in several interviews that she would love, she said that she knows she's Kayla's stepmom. She ain't trying to be her mama. She just wants to work on them having a friendship and mm-hmm. letting her know she loves her. She always mentions her, always Absolutely. includes her. Like, so I blame, I'm with you, Kia. I blame Todd. There's more that he could do. For sure. You know? For sure. Unfortunately, this has been so long that, you know, it's hard for people to, it's hard for people to come out of terrible habits like that. But I hope yeah. he does because that would be unfortunate if something happened and, you know, he felt an immense guilt because he didn't do better with his relationship with his child. Right, he needs to step up to the plate. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are terrible. Okay, so we cover uh, we cover uh, Todd and Candy. I want to end. I want to end uh, with Kenya and Nene. <laughs> uh huh. Um, because and I mean because the conversation that I saw on my Twitter um, and other like Facebook other places uh, as the episode was ending was the debate as to whether or not uh, Kenya was in fact uh, provoking Nini and going over there to speak to Shamia when Shamia was either talking absolutely all of that absolutely. But I, and um you know because I mean this is what Kenya does like every episode every, every season she's picked a person to provoke and that was her job like I feel like that's what Bravo calls her for that's what it says in the memo of her paycheck like this is <laughs> like for provoking Nini or for for for, for mm-hmm. getting on Portia's nerves like um so just like let's just jump right in um we all t- we talked about nini's negativity throughout the season um throughout this life throughout right <laughs> um but you know i did think it was tacky for them to do that at the shower but i guess where else were they gonna do it but just like like what are y'all's thoughts like l- jump in let me know uh you know what what were your reactions what were your takes as as the finale unfolded here's the thing Love Kenya more or hate Kenya more. What this conversation is focused on is her interactions with Nene Leaks in their season 12 long disagreement. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. What no one's talking about is the fact that all of this stems from Nene's reaction to Kenya Moore showing up at Cynthia's Seagram's Escapes launch party at the end of season 11. Yes. Or excuse me, at the end of, yes, at the end of season 11. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kenya was not even a full-time cast member nor a friend of the show during season 11. And Nene had such a um, aggressively negative reaction to her presence there. Said she was pre- Kenya was eight months pregnant. Nene said she was, was going to have a buffalo. Um, she was just saying the monster is here, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Kenya never had an opportunity to address that, never had an opportunity to do any of that. And once they started filming this season, Nene tried to send Kenya a text message um, and try to like extend a certain a, a, a very um, manipulative type of olive branch toward her like you know well we don't have to discuss everything horrible that I've done up until now I'm going to reach out to you in your time of need and then I'll be able to use that as um, leverage later on in my you know when I defend my character but unfortunately it doesn't work like that right. mm-hmm. um, Nini you have to pay for the things that you've done and Kenya and Nini have yet to have a, a effective conversation about why they are not getting along. 
it's just been confrontation after confrontation after confrontation. And Nene is unfortunately the big old boy who called wolf <laughs> in this situation, cried wolf in this situation, because you can't choose how people react to you. Right. It's not cool for you to be talking shit about Kenya and treating her like dirt and shit. And then when Kenya, you know, for all that she is and all that she isn't, she don't take Nene's shit. Nope. And so when she showed up on this set, like, girl, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? How dare Nene get mad and feel like somebody owes her ass something, you know, because she's been here since season one. No, nah, bitch. You have to respect people just like everybody else in this group. And no yeah. one owes you anything. You're not entitled to nothing. And, and Kenya is not kissing her ass. And so even though there's a lot of things about Kenya that I don't like and don't agree with, the one thing I do is respect her for not taking no shit off of Nene and not ref and refusing to kiss Nene's ass. Mm. So that's how I feel. I also think Nene resents Kenya because she's articulate and still with the shit. And I think that throws Nene off. Yeah, that's one if thing I can say from, from, you know, past seasons and things that I have watched and seen. As insufferable as Kenya is, I think if you sit down and have a uh, just a conversation with her where she doesn't feel like she's being attacked... She's able to have, uh, it seems productive and, and cohesive conversations <laughs> that make sense. But I also think that she's low key evil. So wicked, <clears throat> wicked. But she, she, you know, she got several issues too. So I try to take that into consideration. She, you know, her mother issues and things like that. And I don't think it's ever right to talk about anybody pregnant like that. You don't talk about anybody's unborn child like that. Hurt people hurt people. And I think that that, man, that is demonstrated in a lot of characters or, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, personalities on this on this particular show. Um, yeah. Um, it's not an excuse for you to be It's not an asshole. excuse. But I do, I, as much as, as, as entertained as I have been by Nene in prior seasons, I will say that, you know, I agree with you, Dustin, in that you cannot just treat people any old kind of way. Um, and, you know, expect and then and expect people to kind of fall back on this seniority or this like respect for who you are um, because mm. of how long you've this been assumed here. reverence. Um, you like, still owe people the respect yeah. that you think that no, you're she owed. She has a, and she has Nene has been disrespectful. And it's interesting because she can uh, be so um, she can she can be so repentant and uh, mm. and and she can. Listen, because I felt like her and Portia having that conversation in Greece was like huge, like for, for both huge. of them to own, you know, like Nene literally sat there and listened to her and own everyone. I felt like it was honest and transparent. I feel like why if you can do that with with Portia, why can't you do that with Kenya or anybody else? Like it seems like she did. But see, and Cynthia, I mean, all of it. It just seems like she's particular about who she chooses Kia. to open herself up to in that way. Think about that conversation between Portia and Nene in Greece. First, let me say this. The reason that I'm upset with Nene is because I love her on this show. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why she, I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off at her mm -hmm. because she's acting up. Mm -hmm. But in that conversation in Greece, did she really take ownership over anything with Portia or did she just give a blanket apology and agree to the one thing that Portia specifically requested of her in that conversation? She never once said really like Portia. I was wrong for this, True. this, that. She never gave Portia opportunity to really itemize things and resolve issue by issue. And sometimes that's necessary. Sometimes that's not necessary. Mm -hmm. But you still should be in a place of humility where you present the other person with that opportunity. And Nene has yet to do that. Um, also, on, yes, Kenya is hell on wheels, but we can't even... 
really fully take Nene's side in that confrontation because as that's going on, Nene's relationship with damn near everybody else in this group is broken. What about Tanya? It's so funny she brings up Tanya in her um, arguments against Kenya. Like, well, you did this to Tanya. Right. You did that to Tanya. When last season. Just last year right. at the reunion. <laughs> right. You literally told Tanya verbatim, you're going to have, I ain't never giving you no peach. You're going to have to shove that exactly. peach up your pussy. Exactly. And mm-hmm. Tanya had literally done nothing to her. And, and what did Tanya do? <laughs> Just forgiving her, kept moving, moving forward in good, positive spirits. Like whatever. She's got, she's got a, a, a nursing job like Jackie. So she's not yeah, a like Canadian Jackie. lady. Huh? Yeah. Yes, yep, the Canadian lady. Oh, yeah. That one episode I saw of the season, she seemed nice. She's very, very pleasant. Nice. Very pleasant. And she gets you along with tell. everyone. She really wants to get along with everyone, which was why I was really upset when Kenya was coming for her. But that's water under Me the too. bridge. Me too. It was unnecessary. Yes, water under the bridge at this point. But, um, yeah, so, okay, I agree. I give you that. It was more of a blanket apology, and there was no real discussion between Portia and Nene where Nene said, hey, I did this to you and I'm sorry. Oh, they were, well, Portia itemized the various things that she did that Nene did to hurt her and Nene owned all of them. So that didn't happen. It was more of an, a blanket apology. Um, but I will say that Nene was willing to shut the fuck up and let Portia talk, which has not happened with anybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, uh, which, which is why I think, you know, to me it's interesting, like you will allow that, you allow Portia to have that space, but you get it from the table every time somebody say something to you don't you that you don't like. She got it from the table with Marlo, Candy, and Cynthia. You know why, Kia? You know why? Because for Portia is a valuable friend to have on that show. She's a valuable person to be in good relationship on the show with because she's the fan favorite. True. She's a person who everyone's paying attention to, and not only that. Portia is quick on her feet. Mm-hmm. She physically and mentally. <laughs> so she, so you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Portia is a good person to not have to face in confrontation in a reunion setting. True. So Nene was going to do whatever. Chunk. I must have missed a big chunk of this like l- transition to love for Portia. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah I did. You know, a couple of <laughs> did. It's all right though. We we love we are team Portia now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I trust you all. Yes. Yes. We are. Um, okay, so that's Real White Housewives of Atlanta. I'm going to, last two things I'm going to hit are The Last Dance, the MJ documentary, um, and then we're going to talk about uh, uh, Teddy and Babyface. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay, did you guys catch any of the premiere of Michael Jordan's documentary on ESPN last night? I'm I was so on... sorry I did not. My big jeans was in the cleaning. <laughs> Why jeans? It's okay. We don't have to. So what I will say is I appreciate that Michael Jordan sat there with a glass of brown liquor and, you know. And brown eyes. I, and kick shit. And kick shit. Like, literally. And I feel like he told the truth. And I'm and really excited to see. And I, what, I, what I think I'm going to like about it is that, you know, other um, other people that he played with, like Scottie, Pe- Scottie Pippen was featured very much in the second episode. And next week we're going to get into Dennis Robbins' tea. So um, I think I everybody wait. needs to just pull on up, <laughs> pull on up to, to ESPN on next Sunday uh, because uh, I think that you know we're learning a lot. We're learning a lot about you know the Michael Jackson as he Michael Jackson Michael Jordan as he came of age uh, in the eighties and nineties and you know it's just you know I just love I just love black people stuff. I just love to to mm-hmm. get insight into 
uh, you know, these kind of icons of black American history and culture mm-hmm. and learning their backgrounds, like getting to see his his parents, his his mother still. Oh, her skin. Oh, my God. She's still like she's like not aging. <laughs> she's Bruh, she's her skin is amazing. Like Michael Jordan's mother is still out here like giving. They said that that's where they got the jump man symbol from. <laughs> he was passing his mama her face cream. It's so good. Passing her cold her cream. Cold cream. It's so good. Mm-hmm. But getting to know like, you know, Scottie Pippen, we got to see his parents and, you know, learn about him and some of his siblings and mm-hmm. just thinking about future. All of because <laughs> listen, somebody on Twitter said today that. Scotty Pippen's face walks so futures could run. <laughs> and I mean, is he is future not Scotty Pippen's son? I don't understand how this is not a thing. Cause yeah, it's he also like looked Kirk like Franklin. the lady that played one of them lesbians in um <laughs> Brewster Place. Please. I just want to throw some some meatloaf out the window. <laughs> and get to hitting that wall with the end of at the ass she end of the like, hammer. Eggs. Get to hitting that brick wall. <laughs> I put eggs I'm ready in to my see. Window. I only saw the first half of the first episode. I got to go back and finish the second yeah, and then the second episode. I'm excited. It's going to be ten episodes, and I thought I was going to be overwhelmed by that. But watching it last night, I was like, okay, I think I'm gonna be able to handle this. Well, I just want to see if he acknowledges and takes accountability for when he when he said fuck them kids because I think I we want I want to see a lot because me and my mother you know in our debriefing talk last night it was interesting that me and Rhonda came to the table we we came to the function wanted to know the same thing like are we going to hear from Juanita <laughs> I want to know I is Juanita from coming Juanita. on the dock okay because um, Juanita was not at all in episode one or two. Um, Maybe they're gonna hit us with a really, a really good whole Juanita. I mean, episode. she needs her own, but we'll see. We shall see. She deserves. She does. And he's a te- he's been a terrible person, so I don't have no problem saying that. Yes, agreed. So let's let's journey on into the land of verses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, oh. And the weekend uh, event that we'd all been waiting for and were sorely disappointed by. Mm. Um, mm. the Teddy Riley and Babyface battle that was brought to us by Swiss Beats and Timberland on so first and foremost <laughs> Instagram right when I logged into Instagram oh, man, man, at 9.03pm oh man fully expecting to be 30 seconds into a song Babyface was nowhere to be found that was the very first thing that was absolutely hilarious to me that couldn't find the nigga it took, it took uh, Uncle Babyface and Uncle Teddy 23 minutes to figure out sure how to go on live together mm-hmm. yep. um, there That's was exactly not a millennial in the room <laughs> to assist either of these men in getting through these technolo- these technical difficulties um, but once it was once we did get up and running by 9:23 we then had to uh, ne- negotiate and na- negotiate and, uh, and navigate navigate the worst, the worst. <laughs> sound <laughs> <laughs> I mean, an echo, an echo from hell. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening at first. I was just like, I was like, oh God, is our sound going to hell? What is the, I was like, what would be the odds of our sound going to hell? <laughs> when they posted that meme. Of Teddy Riley's speech, I was like, "This is Teddy Riley. This, this is Teddy, Teddy Riley. Riley. Teddy Riley. <laughs> oh God! Let me tell you, there were so many moments where, I, first of all, Babyface's shade 
It was so uh, rich. It really it was rich. Smoothest. Goals. It was rich. Goals. It was buttery, rich. Wealthy. It was it was timely. <laughs> Flavorful. It was seasoned. It was mm. it was it mm. was just executed with a level of excellence that we all should aspire to. Um, oh my gosh. Because when he told him Social dis. He said, "Uh, he goes. Well, no, it's just me in he here. He's like, I'm by you myself. Know, you know, social distancing. I'm, he said, he said, <laughs> he said, I'm by myself. I don't have all of that. I'm social distancing. <laughs> Teddy Riley had. He told. He said he flew family members out. For, he flew family members out for it. Okay. He so. had the whole house packed down in with 150 niggas in that living room. Listen, right. He had staff. Nobody could figure out he the had technology. Staff. He had productions. Um. Um, staff for like sound and uh, you know had had someone running because evidently what 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 has come to light is that um, Teddy <laughs> what happened Kia has come to what light what has come to light is that uh-huh. Teddy was trying to kill two birds with one stone exactly he was not uh, it wasn't just IG live battle for him he was trying to record streaming content for this new platform that he's trying to release so he was going to double dip. <sighs> So he he they should they somebody had took a picture of the setup and the reason mm-hmm. why the phone I mean the sound was bad was that the telephone was literally sitting on the computer like right at the, <laughs> on the on the speaker like this it was sitting like this <laughs> and and that is why like literally that is why the 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 sound quality was so terrible and that's why because the audio was coming out of the computer and mm-hmm. the phone at the same damn time. In the same what a room. moron! What a and moron! And I'm just like, these are the two, two of the greatest producers, arguably the greatest producers of all time, are sitting here, and there was not one sound check, there was not one rehearsal between the two of them. Um, and yeah. I think it's because I, I fully believe it's because Babyface expected to be sitting in his studio as he was, because, oh, like to... every other nigga who has done one of these. Listen, Teddy had 15 microphones and and he had a sound sound stage and music equipment and he had staff. A dancer. He had a hype oh, man. He had a dancer. And a he had that. And a kango. He had a, a fedora. <laughs> he had all <laughs> kinds of craziness. Um, but you know, and, and and Babyface literally sat there, crossed his feet at the ankle, and pressed play. Yes, he literally. did. Which is what we needed him to do. The only the only thing Babyface did, Kia's Kia's text in our group chat took me down. <laughs> the only fa- thing Babyface did was beat his face before. Listen, he came. I <laughs> mean, that was literally down. It. brows. <laughs> I mean, blot powder for your nerves. Skin. Okay. I mean, skin. then he when he went home, skin. he was sitting in front of that same mirror looking like Queen Latifah and Bessie because <laughs> he couldn't believe he had wasted his goddamn time like that. He was like, I know I did not put, I know I did not, I haven't put on brows in three weeks and I put my brows on for Teddy to play in my face. Can like you this. hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> Teddy. Mm-hmm. Teddy. Mm-hmm. Can you hear it me? It was so irritating. You could tell that he was over it. But you know who was more over it? Timberland. Tony. Tony oh, Braxton. Ooh, yes. Tony yes. Braxton won the battle. <laughs> Let, that's it. That's it. Tony Braxton's tweets gave me everything that I needed in life. Tamar, she does too much. Tamar was doing all of that because Tony Tamar went on wanted live. I mean, Tamar went on live and just did the most. Twice. Changed her clothes, changed her, <laughs> her pajamas, was screaming all over the place with her pancake face. I was like, I'm, t- I'm tired of you. But Tony... Tony mm-hmm. and them tweets. Tony Michelle. Tony Michelle. To the last one where she referenced her first tweet about this entire thing and said, this did that not age, age well. 
Yes, this is how we know that Tony and, and Babyface are real friends because their shade. Oh yes, it's just. Oh yes, they're they're in the same league. Same they're league the same of like. League. The and we've seen Babyface make Tony cry before. Yes. We've also seen Babyface make Tony a career before. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> Babyface is responsible for her sound, which is responsible for her winning the Best Amen. New Artist Grammy, it's for true. her winning all these awards mm-hmm. and just establishing her. She was one of the voices when you have Whitney, Mariah, you had Tony, yes. you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? These were the, the 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 heavyweights that existed in that space. And so for us to see her being, um, I guess, as vulnerable or open enough to have that sort of a, an opinion in those tweets, it was great to see. Nigga, it and was it, gold. It, 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 hold more, it holds much more weight than somebody who's always having an opinion about something. Always, every we'll time, every Tomorrow. day. Um, but yes, uh, so the sound, you know, the, even with the terrible sound, Babyface and Teddy Riley went round for round. Uh, and, for and a couple of rounds three three rounds of <laughs> yeah. which babyface won each round <laughs> but um well strictly because of the sound strictly because of the sound <laughs> um and then we you know there was uh one of one of the executive producers on <laughs> on on Teddy's side came in and suggested they start over try to get the sound together somebody finally took the phone off the computer um but even still after that Teddy no longer could hear Babyface, even though the sound was better on our end. They tried to get us to break and pause and come back at 1030. Um, no. Babyface went upstairs and took his lashes off and, and, and um, when they let put the his live robe go, on. When they let the live roll, there was a nigga in the background on Teddy Riley's end <laughs> who screamed, He's not coming back. Face is not coming Face back. Face is not coming back. That's what they said. Because they didn't know that. I was like, I tweeted, I was like, Do they know that we can hear them? Because they were having a straight no. business meeting after uh, that they had not ended the live and they were talking about it. And somebody said, y'all, face is not coming back. <laughs> it was there was so much gold in the background. It was a white lady who came through who clearly works for Teddy Riley. I could tell by her voice. And she said, if we could just all <laughs> calm down, I need everybody in the background to be quiet. Yeah. Nobody needs to be trying yeah. to be in the camera. Was she terrible. was talking to the nigga in the Kango. It was a I was. It was that was one of the greatest worst things I've ever experienced in my life, and then Tyrese came through. We could always count oh on him. Oh my god! We could always count on him for just a just a covering of stupidity. That nigga came through, <laughs> and I don't know. He had his we, comments right. Throw in the towel, and then the nigga fixed his black face <laughs> to say he was hacked. <laughs> he was like, "That wasn't me. I was hacked." No, sir, you were all over everybody's live commenting, and all of a sudden you were hacked on one comment. Tyrese, nobody's hacking you. When I tell you you I hate Tyrese so like with a special way. Nobody was hacking you, Tyrese. (laughs) You can't spell, nigga. Throw in the linoleum. Throw in the laminate. (laughs) (laughs) Throw in the ceramic floor. That's right. We don't have time. I hate that nigga. That was a gift, though. That was a gift that I needed in my life. I needed it, too. You know, last week was a long week for me. The weekend even felt long. But those laughs that I got on Saturday were really a gift. Like, it mm-hmm. it really blessed me. Um, I was. I, I know that Versus has announced that they will be. Uh, there's a rematch schedule for tonight. I don't think a rematch is ne- necessary. <sighs> Babyface one. So. Babyface. I'm won. watching Love and Hip Hop. There you Atlanta. go. Because I just won't. I just feel like we not. We not gonna. You're not gonna get half a million. Y'all had half a million people tuned in, yep. watching your platform. Like imagine and Teddy. Like 
you and your goatee from 1997. Imagine, Before Vendetta. <laughs> imagine, imagine taping content for your own platform where you already got half a million people on this platform. Like, imagine that. Like, imagine well, like for those who are not going to who, who are not going to tune in. I'm sorry, sis. I cut you off. No, no, no. You're good. I, I'm gonna do a Teddy Riley, <laughs> which is a shameless plug. Okay. I'm going to tell you all, if you want a true baby face in Teddy Riley Valley, go ahead and listen to the Jade Next <laughs> episode where we did it a week and a half, two weeks prior to when these, you know, when they did it and you will get everything that you need. We featured songs from both artists. Teddy don't have to worry about anything. You know, this nigga released merch afterwards. He had like a whole thing. My thing is like he paid for promo. He had videos. He had a hashtag. He wanted people to dress up and take pictures of themselves and tag him. What y'all wearing Bobby to the Brown did. What what Bobby loser. Brown did. What y'all wearing to the battle tonight? <laughs> I said Teddy. Doing too much. Teddy. And then he, did, he didn't even realize like you look stupid and you look old. Like you the, your responses. If anything, take that shit off from the camera frame and get it together. But standing up there, okay, well, is he in here? Put your hand on is your head. Okay. Well, he got well, to go. He got go. to pop out to pop back in. You gotta got go to go upstairs out. first and put take off that tracksuit. I just Teddy. It's so bad. It's jam so for me. Teddy, you, you ruined all of this. Damn. You ruined everything, and I just hate it because everybody can be on the same page about something, and one motherfucker will fuck everything up every time being selfish and stupid. This was something that was created to make everybody have some sort of peace, something happy to look forward to, Mm -hmm. something to to feel good about during a really shitty time for everybody, and you had merch, (laughs) Teddy. And, you, and wanted niggas and to pay ten dollars. Wanted us to pay. And a monitor behind you, Teddy. And then Teddy, you had. And I'm gonna tell you what really made it such a fool. Did you see the the lights that he had yes. spinning around yes. in the background, like some party yes. city lights yes. behind you? Yes. Did you see the not, spinning record behind him? It literally looked like public access TV. It's like, <laughs> like it did. It was really bad. Like, and we, it's just, we just needed, like you said, Dustin, this was, this was all designed for those of us who are captive in our homes. Like Mm -hmm. we are, we are just looking for some community and entertainment and just to enjoy some things as a family. And you out here Mm -hmm. trying to make a dollar. And it's like, sis, we don't even like. That siren, they coming to get you, Teddy. You hear that? Oh, that's Renna Center for that. That's Renna Center. Renna Center. Renna Center is coming to get that TV, Teddy. They coming. That to, monitor. They coming to get all, all that, that shit. Listen, <laughs> but yes, that is all. The greatest gift. That is all I yeah. had. We just. Where was Nia in the grandbaby? Because I feel like the two of them together could have figured Nia out the technology. Nia was in the comments, like, "Daddy, please." She was. She was, she was like, "No headphones, no mics." <laughs> She told typing with one hand and sucking her thumb Listen, with the other. She told Teddy. She told this. She told him to just go get in the car. Just go sit in the car and play the play the music. We don't need Adele all got on there throwing shade. Everyone Snoop was. got on the thing Everyone talking was. about help. was. <laughs> 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 Oh, it's so bad. Ooh, everything about it blessed me in so many ways. Yes. But I will not be tuning in for part two. I, I won't be, I'll be down there with Mona and them. I can't. Nah, I'm, I'll go listen to a playlist. I'm finished, really. I am. I wish everyone the best. But yes, that is our kitchen table talk. Dustin, we are just, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you coming to join us once again. Thank you so much. I love being here and getting a little bit more grown every time. <laughs> 
Love y'all. Love you too. We love you. Honestly? Truly. All right, y'all. Let's go ahead and get into this honesty box. And uh, our listener gave herself a pseudonym, which I love, is Monifa. So yeah. that's what we're going to call her. <laughs> she says, hello, ladies. My boyfriend moved in with me a while back due to very complicated situation with a job. This was only supposed to be a quick stop until the offer was finalized. When a terrible admin mistake happened, he stayed with me until he figured out his next move. He got an amazing job here and we gelled really well. So it just worked. Mm -hmm. My apartment was set up before he moved in. He's been an amazing help since he's been here. He didn't bring much from his old space because we live in a tiny city apartment, but he's attached to some of the things, specifically art. I'm very big on my space, themes and colors, etc. His choice in art is a bit tacky in my perspective. Aww. Breasts and very amateur, not that well done style paintings. There are multiple kind of don't fit in with the theme. I do want him to feel welcome in this space, but the art is just bad. <laughs> I know this move was already difficult for him, but I host a lot of people pre pandemic. Thank you. And just random titties is cringy to me. <laughs> Cringe. <laughs> the vibe is really off with these terrible pictures. In addition, I just had to talk him out of putting up a hoop with visible painters tape showing mm -hmm. like a full discussion. I don't mind the hoop, but my nigga, come on. <laughs> How should I approach this in a more compassionate way? I want him to feel this is his space because he more than pays for it, but maintain the beautiful vibe I've created. Thank you, ladies, for all you do, Monifa. So, OK, I love this. I love <laughs> I this. Um, and I love Monifa um, and her tacky boyfriend absolutely um so i think that this is this is good right because uh, many of us who are navigating relationships have to really kind of think about this compromise thing right because it's it's a real thing and it exists so i don't know i'm i'm going to defer to jay because you're the one who are like the champion compromiser in a full-time marriage but i'm mm. going to add my little two and a half cents first um and just you know preface it by saying I don't really know how to do this either, but I'm trying. <laughs> okay. Um, so mm. I do feel like, you know, this warrants a conversation, a very candid one. And I think you should explain to him very much like you explained to us your position. You have to own, you know, you know, I'm not trying to 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 say that this is my space and not or or in your or your space, but this is our mm -hmm. space. And since we share this space, there are some concerns that I have. I want to feel comfortable. I want to love things about the shared spaces that we have. Um, and then we can talk about what that looks like in practice and what ways we can find to compromise um, and find some balance, right? But I think that the the quickest fix is to, I, don't, I know it's a small city apartment and I live that life, but I think mm. that there's got to be some way to designate spaces that are his, spaces that are yours, spaces that are y'all's. So um, I wonder if there might be some way y'all can have, and I know it's hard because, you know, we live in little apartments, but there, um, if, if that's a possibility, I would, that's where I would start finding a wall. Like this is where your titties have to live. If they're going to live, <laughs> this is, this is where they have to live. This is where they have to stay. And it's a space where you have to find in yourself, like I can deal with them being right here, but they can't be hanging over the TV. Like, <laughs> 
Like I can deal with them. I could deal with them in the bathroom. I could deal with them, you know, in the hallway, but I cannot mm-hmm. have them, you know, across from our bed. Like, you know, there, there, there are, um, I think that these are conversations that you, you can't have. And that's probably where I would start. I would try to find a small space in the apartment that you could, that, that you would, would not be extraordinarily bothered by him kind of saying, this is your space to post your art. And this is where I'm going to post my art. And then the art that we love together, the art that we both get into, that's the art that we can feature in the living room when we are entertaining our guests. Yes, I would actually absolutely agree with Kia. Um, I I know he's not going to listen to this. I had a very similar situation. So my husband played basketball in high school and he was very, very good. Got all kinds of trophies and was on the news and, you know, he played with a lot of people who went pro, mm-hmm. but he ended up tearing his um, Achilles. So, you know, one day I go to D.C. for work and I come back home and this is not too, I think this is like very quickly when we moved into our apartment, but I had to go out of town really fast. So things were not set up. So I came home and um, all of the trophies were in the windowsill. in the living room and we have north facing windows very bright huge you walk into the apartment that is the very first thing you 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 see right and though all I saw was all of those fucking trophies Mm -hmm. lined up in my windowsill and I almost lost my mind Mm -hmm. well I figured out a compromise so I ended up that's when you know I had ordered a bookshelf a really nice bookshelf for the living room and I said, that has to be assembled in this and that. So one day while he was gone, I had the the bookshelf assembled and I kind of set the living room up trying to get things done. And I put the trophies on the top shelf with some plants in front of them. I came back the next time and the trophies were in front of the plants, (laughs) but they were not in my windowsill. Well, in hindsight, when you walk into the living room, that's not the very first thing that you see. And I know he's very proud of those trophies and I'm very proud of them for of him for them. Um, but it's true. When you're living in a space with somebody, you have to find a way to compromise. And I know this is more of a unique situation because he didn't move into the space that you had already curated for yourself. So I think just like Kia said, having a conversation and kind of figuring out a way to uh, not make him feel shut out or like it's he's not, you know, a part I think the bathroom is a wonderful place for terrible titty pics. <laughs> when you said it, I was like, that was exactly where my mind Listen. went. You could do a montage, you know, get some, uh, buy yourself some, some tapestries, get some nice frames for them that match, you know, get yourself a hanging Ivy or something like that. And then just, you know, titties, the theme of titties in a bathroom and things I like mean, that. That could parts, work. That's where you, yeah. listen. I just feel like you can kind of make it a theme. Make um, it a theme. And, you know, you can work with it in a way that you can tolerate in a way that he Absolutely. won't feel like you're trying to, you know, get, get shut him out. It. So, right. So, and I think it's, it's fair. It's fair. And you, I would even say, you know, in, in, in the conversation, we'll be like, let's talk about this because if there are things about this apartment that make you um, anxious or you don't like them or there's things that get on your nerves about my stuff, let me know. Let's let's sit to the table and talk about it like big grown adults. And, mm-hmm. you know, 
and we might be able to like meet if there's something that you like like i'll lose one of my pain pains if you lose the titties like like this we can <laughs> like have a conversation about it you know what i'm saying absolutely um, and i think that that's it's just about compromise yeah totally and i think it's okay to just acknowledge like we have different tastes that don't mean that we love each other any less but there are just things about the the things that you like that i don't love and that's the- now what I would have the conversation about is once all of this is over and if you all choose to move into a bigger space or another space mm-hmm. where you're like, we're going to get something that is the both of ours together, then that's where you should have the conversation now right. and start setting things up so that you're not dealing with those frustrations in the future because you know it's going to happen. This nigga's going to try to come through and purchase a black and brown couch and you're going to lose your mind. But if you talk about it ahead of time, you know, you all might be able to figure out how those compromises can be made, whether you get a two bedroom apartment and that second place is an office or a, or a, or a, uh, I hate the word man cave, but, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, like a personal domain for somebody. It is. It is. It's just like, well, what about a lady cave? Can I have one of those? You can but have a, a she shed. I can have a she shed, so I get to go out in the backyard. <laughs> so, but you get to stay in the house, nigga. <laughs> but I might want a she shed. That's actually complete seclusion. But anyway, um, yeah, you just got to find a compromise. And, you know, from this, you said it. You said you guys get along well, and this has turned out much better than you thought. So I think titty pictures are a very small, yeah. <laughs> very small uh yeah small thing to to be irked about but i also understand wanting your space a certain way i totally get that right so especially now in the quarantasia Ooh, especially now because my my family does not they're not where i am with like <laughs> straightening up the house putting things back they're kind of just in the space where it's like well we in here so you just yeah. got to deal with it and i'm like no but i don't though you niggas need to clean up behind yourselves because i'm gonna lose my mind and I just, those conversations are just important to have so we can keep fluid communication and not have any Portia and Kenya or whoever the, <laughs> y'all Nini yes, and Pooh no moments. No <laughs> but yes, we, we hope that was helpful, Monifa. Indeed. Thank you for writing. And um, y'all keep sending questions. Y'all send them all the time and they're really dope and amazing. And we love to read them on the show. So if there's something that Jade and I can, uh, you know, take a stab at, uh, no OJ, um, you oh. know, <laughs> regarding you know whatever questions you might be having about your adult adulting experience, mm-hmm. we would be happy to do that. Um, yeah, so send your send your uh, honesty box questions to getting grown podcast at gmail dot com. And now we're actually going to skip the black woman self care this week because it was a bit of a longer episode, but it will be back next week. Don't worry, she's not leaving for good. But we will move along to this uh, to these petty peeves, right? And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey, honey. All right, it's time to be petty, and I'm ready. Okay, so we're all at home under the quarantisha. And uh, one thing that I have noticed that has happened to me not once but twice at this point, I'll be sitting here in my very small studio apartment, literally just mere feet away from my front door. And, uh, you know, I will just be in here in silence, not have, no, I have a doorbell. I have, I have the actual door that people can knock upon. If you're trying, mm-hmm. if you're on the outside, you're trying to get my attention you're trying to p- deliver something, say, um, you know, uh, but, and I've been sitting here in this apartment and I got no knocks, no doorbell rings, 
but I'll open my door to take my trash out and there will be, you know, something on my door that said that the FedEx man has come. And I'm just like, there's no black ass way in the world that somebody Mm -hmm. knocked on this door and I didn't hear it. There's just Mm -mm. no way. There's just no way. Mm -mm. Right. I don't understand that. Mm -mm. Um, But uh, that has happened to me twice now because, you know, the front desk in my building is no longer receiving packages, which I totally get. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, when I went to answer the door the second time that when I had to take a step away just a few minutes Mm -hmm. ago, I opened the door and was like, you came earlier this morning. And he was like, yeah, but you weren't here. I was like, yes, I was. (laughs) <laughs> um and he, i was like well did you need a signature and he was like no i said well why the hell didn't you just leave it here the first time <laughs> well i just need to confirm your identity boy well, put this so package a, down okay put right. this package down please please just i will grab it with some gloves like, going about that's why i said i'm not finna take it out your hand so go ahead and drop it on the ground so i can put my gloves on and then come back and get it because what you think this is what do you think this is? That is, I've had the same thing too. Two different slips have been on my door, and there is literally always someone literally, here. Like the only time we leave is to go to the store, like and just it's only on the one other of side us. of the door. Unless you came here at six a.m., which I doubt. I st- I have a very loud, obnoxious bell, so you can if you'd like. I just feel like <laughs> if you rang the bell at any point, there's no way that I would be in here and not hear it. I don't care where no. I am. This apartment is only 700 square feet. Ain't no goddamn way in the world I'm not going to hear it. <laughs> but, well, did he give you the second package? He, he did. I just I, I went ahead and told him, I said, just leave it out there. And then I had to go get my little glove so I could pick it up and, and bring it back in my house and spray, oh. spray it down. But yeah. Don't be frustrating. I know. And you know what? I understand that the, the, the delivery um, drivers and 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 whatnot are also part of the essential workers and they're out here risking themselves as well. I fully, fully understand that. That has nothing to do with it. Just leave the package on the ground. That's it. Or ring the bell. But don't say that you came and you left something and I was here the whole time. That's going to frustrate me. Agreed. Mine is, my petty peeve is so, 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 so simple. Corona Thaw Simpson is ruining my everything all of the little joys that i have in life i I went to the store the other day and i just wanted to get a cup of coffee from a from a coffee shop i just wanted a little latte Mm -hmm. from a coffee shop and i can't i can't even just stop and i understand that's a first world problem i fully acknowledge i miss miss the starbucks i haven't had a medicine ball in weeks and i'm just like beside myself i don't know what to do I want my rose latte and I can't get my rose latte and I just really want my rose latte. Now, no, am I getting ready to protest to go get my rose latte? Am I getting ready to go out and say, you know, this is enough. Let us out the house. Absolutely not. But, you know, there are parts of me that just be like, I just wish I could just stop and get a cup of coffee, but it's not safe. That's it. That's my petty peeve this week. Listen, y'all stay out here. Stay safe. Stay Mm. home. (laughs) Stay home um, and stay clean and stay keeping your teeth brushed. You know, there's I've learned that there's many of you who are not brushing your teeth every day, which is fascinating unto me. <laughs> Listen, okay, because plaque and tartar have not taken any time off since we've been they home. Have, they're not on quarantine. And I want you to know that your dentist, your dental hygiene is still of the utmost importance it during is. this time. It is. But yes, is. we want to thank you guys once again for joining us down to the kitchen table to discuss 
you know, uh, TV Land with Dustin. We want to thank Dustin yes. again for for joining us. We thought that this would just be a, a very light and low key episode mm-hmm. um, since we've all been home watching our respective programs. Um, and we and it was much for us to discuss. We spent some time with our brother. It was good to see him since I've not seen him in a long time. So thank y'all for listening um, and continue to do that. Right. Because we continue to record. OK. OK. Um, <laughs> OK. I know y'all aren't commuting. Listen, and I know it's a struggle because I, too, am not like, you know, I'm not on my podcast like I was. But I, I, I do think it's important and I want us to remain um you know consistent because i mean this is this this time with you sis every week is something that i can look forward to Mm -hmm. um so i love to do it and i love to spend time with you guys and i love you know reading y'all's comments and engaging with you guys um on twitter and instagram and all the other places Mm so y'all keep loving us we'll keep loving you uh we'll see y'all next week we have a special guest next week we will have dr joy harden of uh, therapy for black girls will be joining us at the kitchen table we have been enjoying we finally figured out how to have guests on the program so we're going to probably hit y'all over the head with a with a few because we have been wanting to have guests on our show for a while um we have. seeing that we record remotely and the coronasia has has you know dropped the opportunity in our lap for us to figure that out so that being said y'all continue to keep it where you got it continue to um mind the business that pays you continue mm. to drink your water and hydrate because you don't have nothing to do but pee all day long and um, continue to keep your skin moisturized so that you can look like Michael Jordan's mother in your uh, senior years. Why, sis? Or baby face. (laughs) Because your black will crack if you do too much and you don't know how to use technology. Like Teddy Riley. (laughs) Like Teddy Riley with that Count Dracula goatee. V for Vendetta. Keep counting. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.